Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Dr. Tufekci. I'd just like to ask you a couple questions about democracy and social media. So in recent years, civil discourse regarding US politics has been exceptionally divisive and polarized. How might algorithms used by social media platforms be contributing to political extremism and polarization? So what happens when you go on social media to share a piece of news or something is slightly different than the way we used to do it, right? We used to have traditional gatekeepers, Evening News, New York Times, Washington Post, and you would often read it, you know, you'd be sitting by yourself, you'd be reading it uh, by yourself. Right now, it's like a team environment. If you're sharing it on social media, your friends can see it. If you're, you know, they, and they can comment on it. So you've got this cheering part going on. On top of that, we usually are doing our sharing according to research on platforms like you know, Twitter, Facebook, a lot of people get news on Facebook, and there, the business model of those platforms, the underlying business model is to try to keep you on the site as long as possible because essentially they're ad brokers. They collect data about you and they target you. So what happens is they do tend to emphasize by algorithms, by design, things that get people interested and engaged. And it turns out for people, like cheering your team is very engaging, but also also polarizing, right? It's kind of this complicated situation where uh, divisive content can be interesting. And also, of course, unlike traditional gatekeepers, misinformation and completely made up stuff look just like real news at times, so that really adds to the polarization as well, because you hear a lot of things that aren't really true, but you kind of want to believe them because they confirm your worst stereotypes about whoever your them is, so that's the mm -hmm. way in which the social media environment contributes to polarization. So what are some possible solutions you might propose for addressing the polarization? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is obviously not an easy question, and we're not going to go back to the era of traditional gatekeepers. You know, that's just not going to come back. And there's some good things about the current moment too, right? There's censorship is harder, and there's maybe broader discourse at the same time. But we have to adjust to the new reality. We have to deal with the fact that there's a lot of misinformation out there. So that's one big question. And it's not really easily going to be fact-checked either because people don't even believe the fact-checker. So we're going to have to have different modes of media literacy. Uh, we hopefully can change some of the business models that push divisive content. We can get used to some of the things, right? When something's really new, it's novel, and we don't have cultural tools to deal with it. As time goes by, just like you know, TV, radio, the newspaper era, which had many different eras, we got used to, oh, that's what's going on. Some of that will happen. So it'll be a combination of institutional responses, some regulatory responses, some maybe self-regulation from the industry, consumer literacy, media literacy. So it's going to have to be a lot of things coming together to make a difference. Would you have any suggestions on how to keep site owners like, accountable for their content? Well, again, it's a very complicated issue because on the one hand, a lot of this is user-generated content. So if you go on you know, Facebook or YouTube, like, 
people are uploading um, millions of hours of stuff pretty much every day. So it's not like a newspaper where there's an editor. So how do you keep, what level of accountability should a platform have over things that the user posts? Mm -hmm. It's not an easy answer because if you just make them completely accountable, it's going to shut down the internet as we kind of know it because then they'll turn into old style newspapers and somebody will have to approve everything. On the other hand, currently there seems to be no controls and they seem to be profiting if some crazy misinformation making all sorts of terrible claims just goes viral. The, you know, Facebook's laughing all the way to the bank. So that has to change either. So we need a new equilibrium of accountability, not the old one, but something that's more suitable to the user-generated content era. It's a historic transformation. How do we deal with it and shape it in a way that serves democracy, that serves accountability, that serves the needs of people, and not just you know, a few tech companies making a lot of money?